Hello and welcome to the Quacked Out Podcast. This section of the podcast is recorded at a later date um, on Wednesday. Uh, the rest of this podcast... Thursday. Will... Oh, right. today's Thursday? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this podcast was recorded Tuesday night um, when Mario's extension was still up in the air. So we're just going to replace that little bit with this. Um Many of you have probably heard by now, Mario got his extension this morning. It's 27.3 million over six years, which is honestly a little lower than people like me were thinking um, as to what he would get. Uh, and his buyout has yeah. increased to 9 million, but overall it's a huge victory um, for the athletic department and the program overall. And also we need to mention, we had a very successful signing day, uh, Got everybody locked up. So as someone put it on Twitter today, we have two of our three goals for this week accomplished. And uh, the third one will go down tomorrow against USC, which we're still excited for. So yeah, what were your reactions to the news this morning? It's definitely been like the fullest week in recent memory of, of Ducks news. Um, yeah, when we talked Tuesday, uh, we were definitely a bit stressed about all things Cristobal. I'd been, you know refreshing scoop duck constantly and all that um but i'm so happy we got it done uh like you said i think the number coming out officially was a little smaller than some expected most people thought it would be closer to like mid fives and it's a little under five million per year um starting out but i've heard people talk about like oh with the incentive structure and everything the deal can uh he can get above like six mil if he has a really successful season so, yeah, I mean, I'm just so excited that we got him back. I'm, you know, it, it feels like this program really made a commitment to being serious about football. And Chris Wall, like, you have to pay this contract to Chris Wall if you ever want to have a competitive football program because he's lined up to be a top, uh, you know, five or ten coach in the next few years. Like, this is our guy. We're never going to yeah. have a better recruiter uh in eugene than him i don't think i agree totally and i mean you mentioned this a little bit on twitter um in a little more uh expletive terms but um <laughs> i mean it's a big deal that a program like auburn was going after him so aggressively and we were able to lock him up i mean it's it shows a lot that other programs of that caliber are interested in him um, and mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to kind of shrug, shrug off those challengers and make him one of us is a big deal. Like it's a bigger deal than people think, because no matter yeah, we, how much or little faith you have in Cristobal, he is the guy and other programs understand that. That's why they were going right. after him. So, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Anyone who really I think the more you closely you follow this program the more you realize how great of a coach Cristobal is. I think some people who are followed a little more casually are, you know, like, Oh, why are we only three and two this year or whatever? But it, that seems like a common trend. Um, and also, like you said, I mean, we've been totally done that. Um, we've, you know, we've kind of uh, like Taggart left us and that was, a, that was obviously a big blow and Chip Kelly went to the NFL in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a big deal, I think. Yeah. And again, a lot of people, I mean, I was one of these people a couple of years ago, especially at the beginning of 2018, who was extremely skeptical because I wasn't as up to date on recruiting knowledge and what he was actually building inside the program. But I mean, you see things like blowing the Stanford game or blowing the Auburn game or the Arizona State game, what have you. And a lot of questions rise up about like game management. And for a lot of casual fans, that's kind of the, like, I mean, that is what you regard as bad coaching. Like that's the only part of coaching that you can readily point to and say, oh, wow, he did a good or bad job. So unless you're, yeah, like you said, unless you're really in tune with what's going on behind the scenes, it might not make a ton of sense, but um, it is a big deal and it is the right decision. Definitely. Yeah. And at everyone's called timeouts in Madden or whatever and thinks that they like have expertise on when yeah. in the final five minutes you're supposed to use them but yeah no one's you know assembled a, a recruiting class or 
you know, so those things are a lot harder to have a serious opinion on. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good point. And yeah, so it, I mean, it's just awesome. Um, and it was, it was really scary if it could have gone the other way, it would have been a huge hit to this program, um, for a long, long time. So I'm just yeah. really excited, relieved. And like you said, excited for what's next. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I mean, the other piece of news we got to touch on is, is obviously the signing day, um, was super successful. Uh, you know, it's kind of uneventful for us, which it, which was a good, a thing. good thing. All yeah. <laughs> all twenty guys we expected to sign, yeah, did, and they signed early. Um, I think for us on the on the West Coast by like nine thirty, uh, they were all in, and that was awesome. This class, like we've mentioned before, is really great. I think we'll probably do a deeper dive into all that in the off season when we don't have a of a Pac twelve championship game looming. Um, mm-hmm. But that was really uh, great news as well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've really seen Oregon go after the early signing periods, um, generally speaking. And it's just, it's so relieving to get it all over with now. We don't have to wait till the spring and see how things shake out. Like, it's it's very, I feel very secure after these two pieces of news. Yeah, I think that one thing, oh yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just now, it's just chasing the big cherries on top, you know, Um Siaki Ika has a decision coming up on Monday. I think he said he would announce. And then Justin JT Tuamalau is a big, um, big fish, obviously, like the number one rated guy from 247 is going to announce in February. But all that stuff is, you know, they can't hit us. Uh, you know, all these guys are secured, right? So any mm-hmm. of that stuff is. Is, would be awesome bonus um exactly but, yeah it's you know even if we don't point. get another guy this class can compete really well in this conference and nationally even um one thing is uh i actually just got a message from uh big love kev on twitter he said can y'all do a adopt a commit or your favorite recruit from the class and why so maybe that's a good segment to end this uh portion on before we get into usc yeah i'm done you want me to start My- Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Dante Thornton is my guy. Um, he's, you know, I just love the size he brings at wide receiver. Um, and I think that the game is trending more towards those big receivers being really important in big moments. Uh, we've seen receivers take over national championship games early on in recent memory with Justin Ross or Jamar Chase. So Dante Thornton's a guy I've loved. And I also just love the fact that he's from Baltimore he grew up a Ducks fan. Um, Oregon was his dream school. Like I think that that's so indicative of the success of this program going forward that we have top 50 guys who grow up across the country who are elite, elite talents and want to come play here. So that's my guy. I'm going to give – I'm having trouble. i got to decide between a few guys. Um, a few I want to mention <laughs> – uh, Ty Tom, it's really hard for me to not say Ty Thompson just based on like how literally good he is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this guy has a chance to be one of the greatest Oregon quarterbacks ever, and that's a lot of pressure. We've had some good ones, exactly. It also means a lot, um, just based on the caliber of guys we've had historically, even when the teams aren't up to snuff, which I expect his team to be good too. Um, and then Keith Brown, I love just because he's from Oregon. He's a local guy, and yet he's still sixth at his position nationally. I think that's just awesome. You don't often see talented guys like that coming out of Oregon. Um, and the fact that he decided to stay home and help build this culture is phenomenal to me. But I think yeah, I have to give so much to build it. Yeah, exactly. Like he's been working behind. He's one of those guys who's you know been active since the beginning in whether it's helping recruit other guys or just buying into the program publicly. Um, and then finally, I got to give it to Seven McGee. Um, I, I love Seven McGee. He's just my guy. I mean, he's been committed to Oregon for like years Three now. Years or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So, I mean, I, I can't wait to see him on the field. And like I retweeted the other day, I mean – by the time he steps on the field, it'll seem like he's a redshirt senior already, just based on how long we've been hearing his name in recruiting. So I'm yeah, super he's... excited for him. Hopefully he can be another DeAnthony Thomas type uh, utility guy. 
And overall, though, I'm just excited for this class, like top to bottom. I mean, we're stacked. Uh, I think are we still we're still number six nationally as of right now. Um, so I mean, we don't get classes like this very often at Oregon, but it's starting to become the norm, which is just has me elated, ecstatic. All the all the adjectives. <laughs> so yeah, anything else you want to touch on before we get to the preview? No, I think uh, yeah, let's let's move into USC. Um, yeah. All right, this next part of the pod will be from an earlier date, but yeah, enjoy. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, same thing as the team itself. I am Charlie Folkstead, joined as always by Reed Tingley and producer Paul Kress. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, there's a lot going on that doesn't have anything to do with what's going to go, what's going to happen on the field this Friday. Um First of many things being that, of course, Oregon did not play last weekend. We were unable to claim the Pac-12 North title by beating Washington, which would have happened, of course, as everyone knows. Washington was out with COVID. They are still out with COVID. Now we are the Pac-12 North representatives against USC in the Pac-12 title game. Um, this is where I insert insert some sort of corny statement about how that's a metaphor for life but you know what let's just let's just get into it um i guess this is lucky in a way i I don't yeah yeah i think i think um chriswell put it well in his in his press conference i forget exactly how he said it but basically like this was the circumstances that everyone was dealt this season and, you know, it's it's kind of unfair to everyone. We all wish that it could have been settled on the field, but it wasn't. And so I think we just kind of have to go with that. And, um, yeah, I mean, better better to be the team that gets to play in this conference championship game uh, on Friday than not. So I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean... Obviously, the winner isn't going to go to the Rose Bowl because that's a semifinal game this year. There's even more discussion, actually, about whether or not that'll even be the Rose Bowl. Um, But a New Year's Six Bowl would totally be, um, even a New Year's Six Bowl appearance, I think, would be a total win this season, considering where we were um, just a couple weeks ago, or even where we are right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that was a win. Going into this season, I said, you know, it would be good to get to New Year's New Year's Six Bowl again. I think we have to be happy with that and that we keep building on as a program if we do that. But especially with, uh, you know, the team's performance in these past three weeks or so, uh, the fact that we have one game and a puncher's chance, you know, is you got to take it right now as a Ducks fan. Yep. Um, yeah. Should we talk about the game now? Yes, let's get into it. So I recap this a little bit as to how we got here, um, but I think it's worth remembering that um, sort of the national perception of this game, if if there even is one, is that um, we don't deserve to be here and that USC sucks anyways. So it might be a good game, but it doesn't really matter for playoff implications at all. And it's laughable that USC is even in that conversation in the first place and that the winner yeah. of this game is going to be like one of the worst teams in a new year's six bowl. Um, can't really argue with any of that, to be honest, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I mean, your beloved FPI is giving USC like a 50% shot to get in the playoff if they win or whatever. Um, Delusional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a worse number from the FPI. And you've given me a lot of bad numbers this year. Yeah, I think that their whatever it is about their formula just does not account for this shortened season in any type of uh, realistic way in terms of a playoff calculator. And, I mean, does it calculate the fact that USC should have lost, like, at least three of their games just off the top of my head? Yeah. I don't don't think it totally does. They they should have lost to Arizona. Arizona, who just fired Kevin Sumlin after 12 straight losses. 
Yeah. No, that's that's what I'm saying is like Oregon you, people just I think if you're a casual fan who hasn't totally watched USC, you think like oh they're 5 and 0, oh, they're USC, they have a lot of talent. Um which I actually think bodes well for us cuz you know, this could actually be a good win if we get it cuz I think USC is still somehow overrated, but like you said, USC should have lost to Arizona State week 1. They sh- let's just run through their schedule. Yeah, should have yeah. should have lost Arizona State week one. Should have lost to a really bad Arizona team week two. Really bad. Terrible. Um, like worst team in the Pac-12, bar none. Yeah, and by should have lost, we mean they were down late, needed basically miracles to come back in both those games. Yes, one of those miracles being uh, an Arizona defender dropping an interception and tipping it right into. Uh, I think it was St. Brown's hands. At, like, yeah, on like a line. fourth down. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the game was over, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and then they played Utah. looked pretty good, but it was Utah's first week. It was USC's third week. Then they uh, played Washington State, won pretty good. But Washington State hadn't played for two weeks, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's a little, you know, both those games are a little weird. They looked good, good for them. Uh, and then they just played US UCLA last year, last week, um, and they were losing for most of that game. They ended up coming back. Again, good for them. But Oregon, you know, people acted like the sky was falling when we survived UCLA and were leading for most of that game or for the second half. Um, so I don't think it's ridiculous to think we could hang with USC or win this game by any means. Um, no, not at all. But but I, I kind of like that that underdog mentality, and I think, I mean, Crystal Ball in the Pac-12 championship last last year against Utah, that felt like an underdog I was game. Say, it feels like and the we exact were same gr- circumstance. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Mind you, and, uh, the Trojans are three point favorites for this game, um, and it started at like one point, I think. Um, wow, which is, yeah, which is. I, I mean, I think that Vegas likes us a lot more than most Ducks fans do. And, I mean, they're Take, probably basing a lot of it off of what happened last year as well. I mean, because these are very, very similar circumstances. I mean, mm-hmm. we we kind of, we played two of, like, our, two of our, like, three really worst games last year down the stretch heading into the Pac-12 title game. Um, obviously the loss against Arizona State and then the uh, underwhelming home performance in the Civil War. Yeah. Um, obviously okay. now this week or this year, those two weeks beforehand are losses. But, I mean, the same stuff still applies. Like last year's Utah team would probably blow the wheels off this year's USC team um, or this year's Oregon team for that matter. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> let's just yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, let's just win. But I think, I mean, you know, those Vegas people obviously don't mess around. Like, they, you know, do it for a living. And yeah. so the fact that they put out a line that, you know, like a one-point line that I think they probably knew the public was going to take a lot of action on the USC side of that line, mm-hmm. and they're okay with that, uh, mm-hmm. makes me feel at least a little bit better about, about Oregon's chances. At least makes me think that they... Th- they think this is a game that Oregon can definitely win, and I I mostly agree. Yeah. And so the predicted score is, like, the total is 62.5, so predicted score is, like, 33-30, 32-29 USC. But, I mean, I, I have trouble. Both, both these units have been so up and down um, for this team this year really on both te- on both squads I, I don't know if 30 points per team is an, is feasible you think it's lower than that or I what? think I would take the under on that I think I would take wow. under 62 and a half yeah I don't know I I mean I tend to think um I tend to think that Oregon's offense has looked pretty good and Obviously, I think USC's offense is their strength a little more so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of would have leaned over initially, um, but 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, for me, it like you said, our, our units have looked so inconsistent, really. It's tough for me to get a great grasp. I mean, it's it's one of those games that I'm saying, you know, win however you can. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're out of the playoff discussion. Style points really don't matter at this point to me. Yeah, You know, it, it, what I don't, this could be the ugliest game of all time. If we, uh, you know, pull out a win by one point on whatever crazy circumstance, pop the champagne but, and that's celebrate. That's what a game like USC does. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Lord knows they've done it all season that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Slovis and USC have really just had the magic in the fourth quarter this year. Like, even yeah, yeah, like starting with that game against Arizona State, just, just it's, ridiculous stuff. It's, like at first I was embarrassed, um, because I was like, especially after we lost, um, and I was like, wow, this is really kind of the, the team that's holding the torch for the Pac-12 now, um, like it, it was just embarrassing, and then I realized like, oh, they're still moving up in the rankings. Like no one actually watched the game. This is great, uh, and. You know, now it kind of evened it, it evened itself out after a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm not too concerned. I'm just looking for an entertaining game, to be honest, and a win, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I think that. Um, I think yeah, it's just looking for a win, and yeah, I mean, this is definitely a personal game for a lot of guys on both rosters. After we. Hung, you know, got the 30-point win on them at Autzen South last year. Uh, I think now is the time. You know, we're trying to follow that up, whereas they are pretty offended by the fact that we we were able to hang that on them. And I think, I mean, I'm a little worried that, it, you know, if they, look, if they get us down, I don't think there'll be any let-up from them. Um, and I so, mean, vice versa, too, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so... It should be a fun one, and you know, hopefully, we can stay in it. Like we said, it's a big chance to, big big chance, you know, for us to salvage this season into something really positive. And I think if we woke up Saturday, and Cristobal has an extension, and we've signed all, all twenty guys from this class, and we've somehow won, uh, you know, the Pac-12 again, that would be an insane feeling. Yeah, ideal, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after all, Christmas kind of how come turbulent early. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little early Christmas present. Something that um, might help us quite a bit in achieving at least one of those goals is the fact that we will have um, a few guys back this week. Uh, Noah Sewell is healthy. McCormick is healthy. Devin Williams is healthy. I'm just scrolling through this 247 article because I can't remember all the names. Verdell should be good to go. Uh, Brian Addison is good. Adrian Jackson is good. Dante Mann is good. Webb. Spencer Webb is good. Um, David Davis is really the only guy um, who won't be available. Um, and that's not a huge loss considering uh, we have guys like um, Manning coming back. So I, I'm really excited for this game. I think it has a chance to be our best performance of the year, just like last year. Um, and I, I'm, I just, I just hate USC, man. I, I love nothing more than beating USC. Yeah, dude, I hate USC too. I think, um, I think that having some of the receiving group back will be big, though. I'm super excited to see uh, Micah Pittman and Devin Williams um, on on the field at the same time because I think that they can be really dynamic together. And I'm super excited to see Spencer Webb back at tight end because um, I think he's our best passing threat by far. Yeah, in I the mean, tight end game, I would. St I'm still a DJ Johnson advocate myself at tight end. Um, he just looked so good, good early in the season, so comfortable with the system, um, even with a new quarterback and new OC. Yeah, and I love him physically. <laughs> I love him physically, and I think he'll especially get there by next year. I just don't know. I, I mean, I literally don't know if his route running is up to par. And that's something that, like, only a coach could really tell you. Um, but I'm worried that maybe he just doesn't have, like, the playbook down totally yet. Yeah, true. Um, 
but he has a lot of he definitely has a lot of upset. I'm excited to see what he looks like going forward. And I mean, for what it's worth, USC's linebacker linebacking core is pretty loaded right now. Um, I don't know specifics enough about how good they are at like run stopping versus coverage versus like zone stuff, but I mean maybe that'll make a difference in the tight end game um, or the passing game in general. But uh, personally, I think we need to get back to the run a little bit. Um, Not just because CJ's back or whatever. To be honest, I think Travis Dye has been easily playing better than CJ the last few games. Um, So, I mean, I, I would just like to see improvement running the ball. I mean, that's what I say, though. Like, I mean, I hope, you know, let's shorten the game. They're on two short weeks. Um, yeah, that's right. Two. I forgot about that. Yeah, they were they were Sunday to Saturday and now Saturday to Friday, if John Wilner hasn't tweeted it out enough times. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've, been, I've been avoiding Wilner for fear that I might disagree with him again. Yeah, I put him on notifs. Uh, for this season because I thought he would like give updates about COVID situations which he's good at but I also it also subjects me to all of his like horrible anti-Oregon takes Um, he really hates Oregon doesn't he I know for I I have no idea why but um, I thought he just wasn't high on us when the season started but it seems like he really does have a grudge against us whatever I mean he's very good at his job let me not trash John Willard completely he's he's good at the he's good at the coronavirus stuff I'm not I'm blocking that dude or muting him after after Corona's over because those football takes are god-awful. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so, like, let's just wear him down with the run like you were saying, um, hopefully. And, like, I mean, that's what I'm on. Just, like, try to out-physical them, see what we can do. Like, yes, use other facets of our offense because I think we have a decent passing game and Devin Wallen's swimming back is big. Um, and then just, like, let's hope our defense looks good enough and makes a few plays. Like, let's just hope that Lenore gets an interception and Wright gets an interception. Like, and Sewell forces a fumble at the right time. Like, mm-hmm. if those things – if we just keep it close, try to, like – you know, have more energy than them because we're off a bye week late in the game and, like, you know, just get those things to break the right way. Win the ugliest game ever. Like, yeah. if we win, we get a whole off season of saying we're back-to-back Pac-12 champs. Like, yeah. what are y'all going to do about it? We had a down year. Our ent- we're the, like, least experienced roster in the FBS or youngest or whatever, but, like, look at – what we did we just if y'all can't beat us this season when will you ever beat us over like so that's i mean that's the hope yeah i mean for me i keep when i think of when i'm visualizing like what i want to see from this offense i mean this this is like a duh you want to see this every game but i mean big plays like, even if we don't complete them, I want to see us taking shots. I want to see us going for, like, big chunks of yardage. I want to see us take those chances. Because we have the talent to to beat them that way. I mean, we did it last year. I guess not as much on offense. That was more, like, I guess I'm more thinking of Mikhail's return. But, I mean, it's still that, that same idea of you have to give your explosive players the ball. And that's what Oregon is, really. And, I mean... Like, in comparing this game to the last year's USC game, and then again, as we mentioned, to the last year's Pac-12 title game, that's how we beat Utah. Like, we just, (laughs) we came in, we were more fired up, we punched them in the face enough times to gain all the momentum in the game, and then we just ran it out. Like, easy. Yeah, and we hit hit that one, last one with CJ Verdell going like 70 yards, and that was the last thing. Last yeah. one we needed, and and that broke it open, and then we just got to have this current call for our defense, and Kayvon stepped up. And Mind that was you, such after an awesome settling game. for like three field goals that game, which I was pretty pissed about, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, uh, last year's going back to last year's USC game. I mean, 
the other big factor was Jawan Johnson was huge all yeah. game. I mean, that was the that was the Jawan Johnson game. Like, oh my God, this guy looks like a top ten receiver in the country. Like he's absolutely taking over. If Devin Williams can do something like that against his old team, maybe like mm-hmm. that would be huge. Or maybe Micah Pittman. You know, after counties. having a yeah, exactly. Like Micah's had a. Everyone loves Micah, but he hasn't. He hasn't really had a game like that at Oregon yet. You know, he's yeah. He's just been banged up with things. Like he's looked really good in his opportunities, but he. I. I don't even know off the top of my head what his like highest yardage game is, but I don't think. Uh, I can't think of any game that I say like that was the Micah Pittman game. Micah Pittman game. Like this could be it. Maybe who knows. Yeah, I mean, if I had maybe, to choose one maybe right now, like, it might be the Rose Bowl, but he didn't have, like, any touchdowns. Yeah. He just had, like, a bunch of big yeah, down was, catches. Yeah, and, and he was a big – he made a great block on that Herbert run at the end and, you know, did all the right things. He's always done all the right things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that would be awesome. Or maybe it's maybe it's Johnny Johnson or Jalen Red. Um you know, bouncing back as seniors taking leadership in this moment. But I I think, I mean, our guys have to be amped for this. Yeah. You know, that they still get a still get a chance at the Pac-12 title, and it's always personal in L.A. for a lot of our guys. Just for uh, shits and gigs, Michael Pittman's career um, uh, best game was against Colorado last season. He had 57 yards on three catches. And no touchdowns. Next game against Washington. Washington maybe, because he had forty-eight. He only had two catches though, but he had that big touchdown. Um, his career, yeah, yeah that his, big touchdown on fourth down. His career yards per catch average, thirteen point nine. Wow. But he's only got two touchdowns <laughs> and twenty-two catches. So throw him the go. fucking ball. Throw him the fucking yeah, ball. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I mean just well, been, that he's being just said, been he's only played up. in yeah, he's played in two games this season. He had that one insane catch against Stanford, and then was pretty quiet since then. Although he did have three catches against Cal, pretty quiet in the Cal game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had a solid game against Cal. Um, not, not. I mean, yeah, but again, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, people then walk out of the Cal game certainly saying this... like, oh, that was the Mike Pittman game. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, like, I, I can't, yeah, he's been banged up, but in the games that he has played in, like, I can't remember him ever getting, like, 10 targets, you know? No, his career high for receptions is four in a single game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he doesn't drop the ball, so I'm pretty sure. But, uh, like, here's the thing. he doesn't drop it very much, and, you know. Is, I mean, we don't want Micah Pittman to be that Micah Pittman. We want him to be Devontae Smith. Like we want him to, I'm not saying he's good as Devontae Smith, but we like, you know what I'm saying? We want him to be like the number one dude who can just beat anybody and catch anything and be all over the place. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see that this game. I certainly think we'll be motivated enough to make big plays. For 80 yards and wins us the game tomorrow. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Give him one, one catch or he just needs to be there in the, in the big moments. And he has been in, in the past, especially like last season, like against Washington. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the I thing, mean, you know. Camden Lewis could come on the field something... and, and take our, like, running back touches for us. And if he wins us the game somehow, then I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared put for that. Tom, put Tom Snee at quarterback, Camden at running back. <laughs> like, Carson <laughs> battles are wide out. if we win that's ultimately all that matters Um, (laughs) i I mean no it's it's just like i mean when you you see flashes of such a great talent you just want more yeah and i mean that's 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 really really have to say about that oh i also i remembered what i was gonna say uh maybe Hmm, let me think about this. Maybe Tyler Shuck's most top five Tyler Shuck play was against USC last year with that block on the last play of the game. Oh, if you yeah. haven't seen it, go look it up. Quar- yeah, that was awesome. Laid one one of my favorite things in football. 
Yeah. Like, wait, Pittman has wait, two when you, career when you see, touchdowns? Yeah, two career touchdowns. And one of them was against USC last year. That's yes, from Tyler Shuck. Shuck to Pittman, yeah. yeah. And the other one was... Uh, you remember the great Washington. Gus Johnson call? And Micah Pittman yeah. scores. Yeah. Juwan Johnson <laughs> catches his third <laughs> touchdown of the night. <laughs> Damn, way to show your hand, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no those yeah, are really back, back to the, only two touchdowns. Back to the sh- back That's to the Shucks thing, like, like just just seeing, like, seeing your quarterback get getting out in front, love and, it. and blocking is, I love is that. just it is football porn. Um, yeah. I'm having a yeah. deep oh, yeah. deep flashback right now. Uh, what game was it? 2001 Cal Joey Harrington uh, goes at the legs of. I think two Cal defenders. He gets two two guys at once to spring Maurice Morris. Well, you're cutting up a little bit. Damn Say it. that again. Run it back. Uh, Joey Run Harrington back. blocking for Maurice Morris against Cal 2001. Let's That's go. my memory. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if, there are a lot of good memories versus USC, though. Like, I was just going back yesterday watching some of them, uh, like highlights and stuff. Like, the 2009 game where you have Chip putting right, on right. the – Duckhead, uh, how, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, game day that morning, and then we win that one, and then 2007, there's the Dixon, yeah, um, there's, tw- was... there's 2012 Barner, 2012 2010 Mail yeah. with that catch, that was um, such a great game, God. yeah, that was I, those... I, okay, that I felt like was the validation game for us as being number one. The 2010. Yeah, because I think the week before we played like Washington at home and we beat the crap out of them, and it was the first time we were number one. But I think then we got the number one like BCS ranking or something. And then we, when we beat USC that bad at their place, I was like, yeah, we're legit. This is for real. Yeah, Alton South, baby. Yeah, Alton South. Alton South. I love Alton South. 2001, if we win, if we, if we, we win this listeners. game, that was a great Jared Siegel. <laughs> if we win this game, it really is odds and south. Yeah, when's the last time we lost there? Mm, did we play there in 2007? In 2015, I, I know the matchups are three and two. We're three and two against them in the last five, six and four in the last ten. So there's got to be a Let reason. Let me look at the Oregon USC Winsipedia. Oh, I'm just going to. But math isn't real. What would you even need it for? Oh, I. It's under Southern California. <laughs> That's why I can't find it. No, go back. Uh, game by game. Here we go. We lost. 45 20 in 2016 oh but no one was I, even watching that season yeah i don't think i i literally can't even visualize that game yeah i'm gonna be honest i don't know if i watched that game <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i did either november 5th i i blacked it out at least I... but we have some fun i mean we won 2009-2010. Oh, Dakota Prukop. Okay. Yeah, no, I kind of remember. Definitely no, not going to talk Prukop. about 2011. <clears throat> won 2012. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so if we're not counting 2016, <clears throat> the last time we lost at USC was 2008. Yeah. And that was after... Something weird. That would be the first missile year? Yes. With Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We got ran. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's that's a pretty long time ago. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny because, I mean, the only uh, frame of of reference I have for USC fans, um, like in real life, is my uncle who went to USC. And uh, it's, they just, the way he talks about football is so much different than how we, like, think about it. 
I mean, for a lot of people there, and I mean, feel free to like reach out to me, real USC fans who aren't this like dry, but I mean, like, it seems like a novelty thing most of the time. They're like, oh yeah, like football. Or like some of them, like if USC isn't good, they just won't watch. Which yeah. I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, I hope Oregon's fan base doesn't become that after we win our like three national titles in a row. <laughs> yeah, for a team that had so much success, it's crazy that they don't like have a rabid fan base to like back them up. It's it's LA though, like they yeah, yeah. basketball town. Yeah, there's always basketball a better town. show. Like if yeah. you're not yeah. if they're not succeeding, there's always a better show. Uh, wow, should we wait, move here, on to games? This... Yeah, but real quick, I got a stat. Oh. Uh, I got to count real quick. Four, five, for 10 years in a row, all right, 10 years in a row, from 2002 to twenty through 2015. Wait, so 10 matchups in a row. Sorry, not 10 years because they didn't play 2013 or 2014. Mm-hmm. Both teams were ranked in this matchup. From 2002 to 2014? 2015. 2015. Both teams Wow, that's ranked. crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's I, super cool. I, I mean, I've never thought of it that way. Like, it always seemed like one team was just significantly better or worse, except maybe, like, 2009 and, like, 2007. Yeah, 2009. Real, I mean, 2009 was the freaking awesome one. Yeah. For me, at least, where it was like, that's what I felt. I mean, because that one, we really put it on them. That one, we won by almost 30. Like, and we were, and they were a top five team. For I some know reason, this because I was watching highlights last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great rewatch because that's one of the games that oh, the whole yeah. thing is on, on YouTube as well. Um, oh, yeah. For me, though, another game that's all fully on YouTube and one that for some reason I remember like better than the 2009 game is 2007 where they were number nine coming into Autzen and we were number five and we beat them with Dixon. And it was like, they mounted a comeback at the end and then like we picked them Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of of similar to the, well, uh, never mind. I was going to say something else. Um, But like, it was just so satisfying and it felt like we, cause we weren't a power really yet. Like that was probably the first, I'm going to take a guess and say that was the first time we'd been in the top five and like, well, I guess we won 10 games in 2000. Since 2000 or what? Well. Since 2001. That was the first yeah. time we've been top five. I feel like Probably. we were at one point in 2005. And for all you people who are like bashing us in your heads for not remembering this, we were five years old at the time. So let me look it up real yeah. quick and figure it out. But I mean, point <laughs> being like. I think it's funny that this is the year where Oregon and USC finally meet because it seems like the two were like prior to Stanford becoming like a power for a weird few seasons. Like it seemed like we were on a crash course for this matchup between North and South. And yet it's happened in the weird, weirdest of ways between Oregon and USC. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, what the Pac-12 championship game started in, 2012 or 2013? Uh, 2011. 2011. Okay. Oh, so we had to play that to get to. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, yeah. What? what, Oh, at one point. I don't know what was going on. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I have to confirm myself. Um, we made it as high as number two in 2007. I, love I remember that. But in 2005, oh, yeah. we made it to number six before we lost. Oh. Uh, we were really good in 05. We won 10 games, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, we went 10 and 2 in 2005. Where's our schedule here? Let's see. But we lost to USC bat. We, that's right. We, yeah, we did. And then we were but shredding everybody. But that game's technically everybody. vacated. And then, 
Oh, that's true. Um, and then we were number six and played unranked Oklahoma in the Holiday Bowl and lost. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. But then what? We got Oklahoma back the next year. Mm-hmm. In 2006. To season. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so did we play in back-to-back 2005, 2006? Uh, God, I feel yes. so bad because these are the things... These are the things as like you had to live through it to like remember that. I feel like I I do you know, remember to this, just though. like remember like, that specific I, fact. I just needed to be reminded, but I I now remember. Yeah, this. we were starting Brady Lee. No, but to like know it, you know. But yeah, I'm not starting, but he played um, most of the snaps. Okay, should we get off this rambling about yeah. us in USC and go to some games? Yeah, let's do it. Hopefully people <laughs> found it interesting. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I love um, doing this kind of, real quick, I love doing that kind of like historical deep dive stuff. Um, and no, in the offseason, we I mean, that's kind of more of that. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go back through it all. I don't know. Hopefully, that's your reward for anyone who made it this far is you get to hear about our offseason plan, which is to kind of go back through the history uh, and try to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It was our COVID plan. Um, started playing games. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so games, 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 games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me just pull up the schedule real quick. Obviously, we, we play so, Friday instead of Saturday. So, I mean, you're either going to be sick of football on Saturday and won't have to worry about any of these matchups or – you can see maybe start speculating some of our New Year's Six opponents. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. So we're the only interesting matchup on Friday. Uh, Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, should be a lot of eyes on us. That'll be exciting. Yeah, just like last year. I mean, I will say I do. That is one thing Scott does that I like is having the championship game on Friday. Because, like, literally nobody would watch if it was on Saturday. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not ideal for the best quality of game or for the top team having a short week or whatever, but I think it's worth it. And then, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an exciting game, yeah. Yeah. So, Northwestern yeah. Ohio State is the first uh, championship game on Saturday. Ohio State. What did I say? No, no, I'm just taking Ohio State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 and a half that's 20 and a half points it's a, it's a five and zero team versus six and one team 20 and a half points wow so according and... to dan mullen um they actually have the same record oh my god Big <laughs> dan mullen is the worst dan mullen is the worst he really is <laughs> Um, I still can't believe he like you that use that excuse about Texas A and M. I was just gonna say the crowd noise like, excuse. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like so you're just saying like, oh well, we would have just lost this in like a normal year. It's like it, yeah. Then, <laughs> what are you complaining about? Like <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's not the first game because Oklahoma and Iowa State are at the same time. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I'm rooting for the Cyclones in this one. The number mm-hmm. six. Iowa State Cyclones, by the way. Oh, abs- absolutely. According yeah. to the playoff. The AP poll still has them down at 16. Can they make it? Can they make it in the playoffs? No, bro. I, I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. I love Iowa State, and I love the underdog story, but they lost to Louisiana. Yeah. So, okay, but Ohio State loses, <laughs> and Clemson gets blown out. Ohio State loses Clemson. Well, I don't think Clemson would have to get blown out. I think they would have to just lose. But yeah, okay, it, okay, yeah, I can see. Then A and M and I and Iowa State are in. I guess so. Assuming Florida loses, obviously. I mean, I'd be so pissed if yeah, I was yeah, a yeah, I think, fan I think, right now. If you were, what? I think Clemson would just have to lose again because, like, if you look at the schedules, like. Iowa State's schedule is just so much better than Clemson's, and they're both yeah. they'd both be nine and two. But they have a good. But loss. both their losses would be to the number, like two team. So. But yeah, yeah, but Clemson's yeah, good best loss. win is what Miami. But it's a yeah. good loss, Paul. But they beat the crap out of them, <laughs> and they had a good loss. 
I feel like the I feel like the committee just isn't letting Iowa State in, but maybe. I mean, Ohio State isn't losing, so whatever. Yeah. What if A and M loses though? What if A and M and who does A and M play? I'm looking for it right Tennessee. now. I can't find them. Oh yeah, Tennessee. Oh, and A and M don't even. Okay. Iowa State's on it, but go Iowa State. I probably pick Oklahoma, but go but Yeah, Oklahoma's go five and a half point favorites. Um, and the game is in Jerry World, of course. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, if you want some Pac-12, Wazoo at Utah is on 10.30 a.m. on FS1. So maybe check that out. I feel like that could big, be an entertaining game. Um, big line for Utah, 10 and a half. Really? 10 and a half? I yeah. guess they're at home, but like, damn. Um, for all our Chanticleers fans out there, um, they this play This is a at... Chanticleers podcast, after all. Yeah. Shanta Ears. Totally right. the, the playoff Shanta bound of Coastal Ears. Carolina Chanticleers. No, uh, no oh. L's. The Costa Carolina, you mean. <laughs> no L's. Carolina. Hey, at 12.30 p.m. on ESPN. So, go check that one out. Against the Sunbat, against Sunbat Championship game. <laughs> Uh, amendment to Charlie's uh, <laughs> earlier comment: We we actually do have um, we have the MAC championship game Friday at four thirty. So, how's that for a good game? Ball <laughs> five State and one Ball and State, Buffalo. five and zero oh Buffalo. <laughs> quick, quick, oh boy, Paul! Without looking, where is that game being played? Because <laughs> you won't guess. It's just so random. Uh, I. Uh, it's a place you know. Let let me guess the state. Um, okay. I, this is riveting. I, Ohio, close. Michigan. Oh. It's at Ford Field. Okay. Hey, 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 I was close. I was close. I was close. <laughs> How much do you think it cost? It cost the Mac to rent out Ford Field for this game. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. what else is going on there? But yeah, <laughs> no, no winning football games. That's for sure. Um, by the home team, they uh, played the Packers close. I I haven't watched the NFL since I did watch. Actually, I did watch the Lamar Jackson Paul Pierce game last night. But I that's the only NFL <laughs> game I've watched since. That like, was such a good game. Such a good game. Yeah, such a good game, game to watch. Yeah. Ravens minus three. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay. I had, um, I had it. I had it. I had it. That was. I even jinxed. I even jinxed the Browns. I tweeted out last night after after Baker took him down the field. The Browns look so good. Okay. Browns look so good. Let's get back to uh, real football. Um, Clemson is a ten point favorite against Notre Dame. What? Wait a minute. Who set that line? What the hell? That's some disrespect, man. Dude, I have a hard time not the tr- taking the, Notre the Dame. Trevor bump, baby. It's the Trevor bump and the defensive bump, I guess. But like, that's some disrespect to Notre Dame, man. Give me Notre Dame. I don't know if I can. Do Is Brzee still out? Yeah, for the season. I. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Too far away geographically for me to do my research on that. Um, Minnesota yeah, and Wisconsin. Oh, Minnesota and Wisconsin get to renew their rivalry. That's fine. I didn't know that. Yeah, give me Wisconsin minus 12. Uh, that's probably right. Minnesota is pretty bad. Um, hey, rivalry game. You never know what can happen. Uh, Mountain what, West what Championship else is... at 115. Oh, Boise State and San we, Jose State. Can we go to the good games? Sorry, man. No one, no one cares stuff. about this stuff. He mentioned Maction. Stanford, UCLA. Mention... Paul mentioned Maction. Don't you slander Maction. Don't you <laughs> slander Maction. I'm not. I don't have a problem okay. with Maction. Stanford, UCLA. Entertaining. Um, maybe the last game yeah. that gets played in the Rose Bowl this season. Um, oh. California. I hope teams. not, man. I love the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I like But the pageantry. Although, do we get to keep our... Do we keep the get to keep the roses in our names for another year? Here's a question: Why does uh, 
why does tradition not matter all of a sudden when we're talking about the Rose Bowl? But tradition is the only thing that matters when it comes to watching the Egg Bowl every year. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sensing you, you a double think we standard. don't have to watch the Egg Bowl? You're, come on, man. You're telling me you didn't watch the Egg Bowl? Uh, I didn't watch the Egg I'm Bowl. Joking, I, did, I did watch the Egg Bowl. <laughs> Would you bet on it? No comment. <laughs> okay. Bama, Florida. What do we got, boys? Uh, Bama by a million. Yeah, I, th- I think Florida can't hang. Georgia is currently a better football team than Florida. Okay. Yeah. But win, win a game against one of the teams on the field. Um, well, we would if we our would. opponent uh, didn't back would. out this week against okay. Andy. Okay, so. Washington. What? No, well, no. The we we're Oregon part. in this scenario. Georgia is Oregon. We we were ready to play. Vandy were the ones who didn't step it up. Stop slandering Oregon. It was Why it was how? Vandy, how am I slandering Oregon? Comparing us to Ole Georgia, Miss LSU. Has some respect. Georgia's a better team than us. Well, they're in the top they're a top ten team. No. Get a grip. Get a grip. Bro, please. Hey, you have not I can Georgia tell. Stinks. I, I can sense it in your voice. You have not been watching JT Daniels. Georgia is literally. No, like I, I was on. I was on JT before the season. Borderline. I was on JT before JT. the season. Borderline playoff caliber team with JT. Who have y'all played? Nobody. But that's not our fault. We've been beating the crap out of everybody. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Tulsa, Cincinnati. So, so Bama, big letdown for Florida. I don't see it. Yeah. Ole Miss LSU. Ole Miss LSU. Uh, It's at the same time as Bama Florida. So you can catch the second half when Bama's up 20. I mean, second TV, you'll have it. but I think you meant to say. And second quarter, not second half. Wait, what are you... Ole Miss Miss LSU, you said, Paul? Yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, Arizona State at Oregon State is Pac-12 after dark. Uh... That. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. It's a nice little night. I mean, it's okay, a very this is, after dark game. This is my thing. We don't people who say Oregon shouldn't be in the play in the conference championship. Like, there this season is so scuffed on so many levels. Like there was never a North champion. No team has a like absolute claim to it because the game wasn't played. Yeah. But also like to just say we also don't know if the like the south and north schedules are so like they don't overlap that much because we only have played like six games max. Most teams haven't. Yeah. So like we don't even we have only two common opponents with USC, UCLA and Wazoo, I think. Um, like and we yes. We won both those games like we all like we won both those games. So it's just like I don't know. I just think the whole thing's weird, like, to say any of that. And, I mean, and then the Washington thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's, already been like, over it, if, but. You're, if you're somebody, and I know none of your listeners, are, these listeners are, but, I mean, if, if you're somebody who is like, oh, Oregon doesn't deserve to be here, like, you're just admitting you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because yeah, we literally should have played them last week for the right to be in this game. And we were favored, and it was our home game. Yeah. Also, also I hope they we had better never get played home next year. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Same. Wow. You know what's crazy? In my in what, uh, assuming I don't become a super senior, my only uh, Eugene game against UW will be the 2018 game. That'll be the only one. Wow. Kind of sad. It's a pretty good one though. Oh yeah, is that like like Eugene games versus UW? Like that is second to the pick, probably. Dude, that it was easily the best game I've ever been to, as a student yeah. or not. Um, like it's, it was yeah. it was a classic Autzen day in all the best ways. Like everybody, it's probably one of the best oh. games in Autzen ever. Sir, okay, would, let's let's would... open this discussion up real quick because we just did get done with the schedule. So I want to talk about this a little bit. What are, I mean, what's better than that? 
But I mean, the pick is the obvious one. Let's, I think let's USC, limit it to let's limit it to in our lifetimes, because I mean, we okay, might, yeah. So like two thousand. Uh, USC two thousand nine is a pretty big one. USC oh nine, maybe USC oh seven. Um, maybe USC one or uh, uh Stanford twenty ten. That's a good one. That's a really uh, good game. Civil War oh nine. Oh, Civil War oh nine, of course. Um. Pac-12 championship 2011, maybe just for the Mac. No, no. That, we knew we were going to win that game. Um, yeah, no, no way. No way. I'm trying to think of games where, like, we were underdogs. Oh, Oklahoma. With the, yeah. that crazy finish. Um, yeah, Oklahoma's a good one. What Oregon in, like, State, the last... Oregon State 2001. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about 2001, and then there's a big gap until, like, I start having memories. Yeah, I grew up watching that 2001 highlight tape, like, every single day, religiously. Yeah, so I know a lot. 2007's the first year I, like, remember watching, uh, really, as a fan. And then I, I, like, really remember everything from, like, 2009 on. Hmm. you know like i like yeah I, oh yeah, so yeah for me it's like i've just but well honestly yeah low-key 2007 for me i sort of remember everything yeah i have like distinct memories from every game starting in 2009 i would say which is kind of sad because like that's when we just started being really good but <laughs> like, i mean i feel okay. like kind of a bandwagon because of that but like i've thought about this a lot before and like we really couldn't have timed our childhoods better for like Oregon football kind of peaking, um, yeah. at least from what we've seen so far. Like, oh yeah, I guess maybe. Oh, yeah. you, God, I mean, no, I'm 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 super happy. Like, honestly, if I'd been born a couple years later, I just think it would have been way different. Yeah. Like, if I had become a fan after we won, after we'd been to a national championship, I just think that experience is way different. Or after we'd won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. But obviously, there's a lot of people who did. Like, national fans who have mm-hmm. no reason to be an Oregon fan. Like, I haven't talked to any of them, really, but obviously, like, like that deeply about when they became fans. I know, I know, like, Bistro says it was 2007. Like, I think Dixon was a big thing for it, a lot yeah, of people. It, it really was 2007. But, like, a lot of the, a lot of, like, younger fans close to our age, I don't, I like, I don't know when, like, the people from Florida on Ducks Twitter and stuff, <laughs> like, when they became fans. Like, would... I'm going like, to assume 2010. I'm yeah. just going to assume that. And like not, I yeah, mean, it probably is. And for any like opposing fans who might call you like bandwagons for that, like shut the hell up. You got bandwagons. Nah, yeah, if your team care. doesn't have bandwagons, that just means that you're not successful. Right. No, and those be. I mean, if people are really into it now, like I, I have a lot of respect for that. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I mean, yeah, it's just like you weren't going to be an Oregon fan from from like Florida when we went seven and six in two thousand six, like. Probably, I hate yeah. to like say it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like it's probably gonna have to like... be the Dixon, like Dixon in the in the big house and stuff. Like that's yeah, that's that's gonna make you a fan, maybe. Yep. But I distinctly remember that game. I distinctly remember the wheels falling off at the end. I even remember what I was eating when Dixon tore his ACL. I was eating uh, microwave taquitos, like the beef oh, flavor. Man. Yeah. From Trader Joe's, I think so. Yeah, gotta go chicken. Dude, those, those... My mom was not buying the Costco ones. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, no, those Trader Joe's taquitos are actually part of my childhood. Those hit. Yeah, <laughs> those hit different. And I, well, I remember it because it was a Thursday night, right, in against Arizona, and I was allowed to eat dinner in front of the TV, which was like a big deal for me. That's that's massive. Yeah, I... yeah. huge moves. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> no, there's nothing more classic than Charlie's stress eating during football games, though. 
Okay, I <laughs> I literally turn into Joey Chestnut when I'm stressed. I'm just gonna... Can't get firm. I keep going. Can't get firm. I mean, it's better than other things I could be doing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, like heroin. All right, I think I think we're officially think that's off a good the rails. Stopping place. I don't know how long we've been, but um. Yeah. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Also, I would just like to say this this podcast has been through a lot tonight. Uh, you may not notice, but in the middle we had a pretty massive technical difficulty, um, and I kind of freaked out at my uh, internet router for a few minutes, and then we regrouped. But no, yeah. I don't really think it's that big a deal when when your internet shits out in the middle of the recording. It's no, really man, it's yeah, because then... it's a trend by now. Like, my internet has literally always been terrible at my parents' house. <laughs> it has never been good, ever. Yeah, and I've been up about 48 hours refreshing the scoop deck board, so my brain's a little fried, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, hey, good Hopefully stuff. we get some good news here soon. Uh, and, yeah, let's go. Hopefully we win this game. Um, go Ducks! Thanks for sticking with us this long, and yeah, go Ducks! Go Ducks! Go Ducks. <laughs>